What's up, fuckers? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. It's been 10 days since I've published a podcast, which is unheard of for me. I think the last one was on the 19th. Yeah, today's the 29th. The last one I did, I think, was the 19th. Obviously, there's been a ton of shit going down um, within, obviously, the CrossFit realm, which you guys know I service and I work with a lot of CrossFit gym owners when, you know, obviously the Glassman stuff dropped and then the sale of CrossFit and a lot of people freaking, you know, um, reacting, some overreacting to this, all these developments and trying to figure out what they're going to do for their brand. So I've been busy as fuck. Also got my own gym, Urban Movement in Charlotte, North Carolina, going on. We our governor did not open us up on time. We ended up going ahead and we are opening up against orders. Um, it was so with that going on, which is a very interesting development. So kind of having to figure out and tiptoe that. So it's just been busy as fuck. But I wanted to get a podcast out to jam on with you guys. And typically, I generally record all my podcasts in the Macar for the nine to 13 minute commute that I have maybe dropping off my daughter in the morning or something like that. And since I've been going all like fucking PEV and you guys who follow me on my personal side of accounts know I'm fucking super into like an, like I have an electric skateboard and longboard and uh, I got a super 73 coming, which is a fucking badass electric motorbike. Um, it's a, not an electric motorbike. That's a fucking oxymoron. It can't be an electric motorbike, Stuart, you fucking moron. Anyway, I have a Super 73 coming. I'm all about like PEV, personal electrical vehicle. I fucking hate driving. Anyway, but doing that makes it so that I can't record podcast. So that is all those factors, being busy with WTF, Urban, and then my own personal, uh, my own personal shit is the reason you haven't been getting as much of this, and I apologize, but let's go ahead and wrap up on this now. This will be a little bit different of a podcast since I'm literally just sitting down to record this, which I'm going to start getting into the habit of doing more often versus, uh, you know, those quick drive-by ones I used to do inside of my vehicle. All right. So CrossFit sells and, you know, to a guy named like Eric, right? I don't know. I I've read into, I've read the, the few articles that are out there on it so I could become at least educated on it. But I honestly have not done any investigation as to who Eric is and his Oracle cloud companies that he owned and all his stuff. He seems like a real smart dude. It was really funny at first, like CrossFit sold to Eric, like, fuck, Eric, it sounds like Glassman lost it in, like, a fucking poker match. Like, you would think of a huge company buying CrossFit, like a Nike, or you think of a huge fucking entity or a VC firm. And then you got, no, you got fucking Eric buying it. So, you know, there's Eric. Eric's got the, uh, he owns CrossFit, he's a CEO now, and he is going to be, you know, hopefully changing things for the better. My initial thoughts on all of this is it's only going to be good. I, I think CrossFit was great as a methodology. I think it was horrible as a affiliate model. Um, I, I feel that even with an affiliate model, which charges the least amount in annual rent to the affiliates to utilize the name, I feel they could probably help themselves by promoting better business practices. But it's very hard when you have 15,000 people, 16,000 people who all started a business for different rhymes and reasons to then give them business advice. They didn't join CrossFit as an affiliate because they liked the business model. They joined CrossFit because they fell in love with the methodology, which is one of the things I really liked that Greg did. He's like, listen, you figure out the business side. I'm just going to stay on the, the methodology and the certifications and the training of it. And that all side is absolutely phenomenal. As you guys know, I, I do agree with it. I love it. On the business side, 
you know, who knows? They might bring in like a Chris Cooper kind of guy, or they might bring in somebody who's, you know, super entrenched in the CrossFit affiliate owner and just teach some good basic business practices at scale, which would be great. I'm, uh, you know, for guys like me in that space, I'm again, I'm, I don't believe I have any competition in that space to the, to that degree. And I'm all for the continuing development of business education for the affiliates. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I do think that having a new CEO is also going to come with hopefully a better marketing push into the world. I would love for the narrative and the brand messaging to really start changing. You're seeing it on social media handles. You know, obviously they came back to Instagram, CrossFit Affiliates or at CrossFit Affiliates is a good one that is showing really good everyday transformations, things of that nature. So I'm I'm really happy to see that, you know, click back into shape over the past several weeks. Obviously, getting rid of the social media in the beginning was just a dumb. It was just a bad move. But that was again, just a, an older, set in his ways, stubborn CEO has to move out of the way for the new, younger, more progressive, modern day CEO. This happens in guys. This isn't new. This isn't like oh my. And this is just what happens in business. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Like with Kodak, if you guys know the business story behind Kodak, those fuckers refused to accept the fact that film was going away. Anyway, so I'm I'm very happy to see that. I think if you're a CrossFit affiliate and you de-affiliated, you know, as a knee jerk, and then you all of a sudden like realized uh, how difficult it is to rebrand, or you went to you know everybody was advertising rebranding after this. Fucking every dude who does gym coaching business guru shit was like, oh, rebranding. Let me help you rebranding. And um, I tried not to exploit, you know, I did very little to exploit the uh, the opportunity on the rebranding side. You know, um, we picked up, you know, I picked up clients, obviously, and it's uh, we've been busy on that front. But it's, you know, I think everyone that's doing the rebranding thing, if your heart was really in it, you're you're good. You're just still on your rebranding journey, and hopefully, you have someone to guide you along that way. If your heart really wasn't in it, but you were just doing a knee jerk reaction because you saw Kalipa do it and fucking Ben Bergeron do it then you're, you might be backpedaling. And I think that's fine too. It's okay to change your mind in business. Everyone's like, I can't wait for all these CrossFit affiliates who de-affiliate. So, you know, they have to come back and jump back into the pool and I can tell them to suck my dick. And like, I, I don't know, man. Like people, make, people change their fucking mind. Who cares? What, you've never made a business decision and change your minds? Now, again, it's a very embarrassing one. It's a very large one that you, you know, you're double dutching inside of the CrossFit jump rope. Like, yeah, I love this. CrossFit's great. And then all of a sudden, Glassman comes out with his drunk tweets and you jump out of it like, mm mm, uh uh, not doing that anymore. Not playing with you anymore, Greg Glassman. Uh uh. And now you're back in because this guy, Eric's got the rope in his hand now. So, like, it's embarrassing. You know, it's whatever. It, those business owners will have to swallow their pride for a minute, but it'll be done and over with. Nobody will remember it in a year. So, uh, I'm all for it. If you're jumping back in, you chose to de-affiliate, which means nothing. You just made a you know a self-proclaimed social media post, and you started changing shit. You know your handles on social media and your website. Great, just change them back and you know get back into it. Shut the fuck up and just keep doing business. I don't give a fuck. Like everyone's like, man, it must make you feel so good because you had the self-made summit and you were telling everybody they need to focus on their brand. I'm like. I- Dude, and the guys that were like forward thinking and came to that or have been fucking with my content long enough, cool. They're like in a better position than everybody else. And those who were late to the party because I don't know because they never heard of me because I'm just one fucking schmuck with a camera and a microphone, then cool. Maybe they found my stuff and maybe you know they could start their own journey with it. I don't care. I'm not here to be like, ha, I told you so. That's that's not why I do this shit. That's not why I do it. It's because I, I generally think I know some things. 
I genuinely know and think that I, I can help people with certain aspects of their business, and, and that's why I make this content. So anyway, guys, if you de-affiliated, you haven't, you're going to, I, I don't care either way. If you need help with it, holler at your boy. We'd love to discuss with you how, uh, how we could work together. But if you're across the field and you're staying, I think you're going to be just fine. I think you're just fine just to be prepared to be flexible and go into it with an open mind into this new relationship you're going to have, you're going to have with your parent company. That's all. Moving on to, you know, looping back around to COVID, you know, New York City gyms got snubbed real bad. If you guys didn't hear, state or uh, phase four was announced and gyms are not in it. I got a lot of gyms I work with in New York and uh, my heart goes out to them. There's obviously New York is a much different scenario than a lot of cities with the severity of COVID, but I, uh, it's tough. And I'm going to lead that into, you know, I mentioned in the very beginning, urban movement going against the orders and people, you know, I made a ton of content in the beginning, like get your fucking petitions to the governor out of my face. I will not sign them. I will not go and do fucking Murph on the front lawn of city hall. I'm not writing letters and I'm not going to open up against orders, right? Like I'm not. And that's still my mantra. The only thing that changed in us reopening is literally I have an economic engine that uh, operated off a level of fuel, and that fuel has run dry, meaning I pay my I have full-time employees, salaries, benefits, everything. They did not they did not receive one iota of downtick in their pay or their benefits. In fact, you know, Isaac's gonna be she's her kids going into daycare, we're covering 50%. Like there's so much like I I didn't drop the ball at all there. But that can only last for so long, and it was actually timed up perfectly that the PPP money that we had was going to run out exactly at the time when the gyms were scheduled to reopen in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was good to go. So I turned on our Facebook ads. I've been working with all the gyms I've been, you know, that I do work with on uh, what ads I think should be running, the copy, all that stuff. You guys all know you can go see Urban Movement stuff via Facebook transparency and, and go and see through the transparency portal what we're running. So go ahead, check it out. Check out the landing page. Highly recommend modeling something off that. And then if you have questions on it, hit me up. But the uh, the big thing here was I had all that ready to go. I dropped the ads 10 days. So like the 16th is when I dropped the, the ads. And in 10 days, we're racking up fucking leads. Like create like we're racking up a bunch of leads. And in our front end offer currently right now with what we call the reset series, we had two doors. You could come in on an at-home workout for eight weeks, which is our Movement Anywhere app via the fine, fine people over at Flex. So we uh, we have the Movement Anywhere app via Studio and Flex, and that's an option. And we're gonna we have a torpedoes to give them. They get to pick their torpedo, and we send it to them, or they pick it up. And it was this you know really cool thing. And then we have our eight-week reset series on site, and we started running ads for that. So we start pre-selling the on-site stuff for those that are ready to get back. And so when you start accumulating those and then the governor pushes you back even further, like, yep, yeah, it's going to be another month. I couldn't do it, guys. Couldn't do it. Just the mud. The numbers didn't add up. A lot of you guys know I'm very rash. I try to be very rational with business decisions, not emotional. And I wrote a, I, you know, I wrote a letter to the members and prospects. So everyone who has ever been into the facility but that didn't buy or has given us their contact information and my members, I, we sent out an email, let him know that we were reopening and that – it had nothing to do with civil liberties or constitutional rights. It was just simple survival and math. We just need, like, we have, we need money to stay open. You know, we we just we need it. Our payroll's up there. Obviously, I'm, you know, rent is up there. Even though I'm the landlord, it's still we needed the money. So uh, that's simply what we did. We're just opening up. We'll be opening up Wednesday, and obviously, you send it out to everybody. There's a lot of risk that we already had. You know, some, you know, some fucking Karen 
who was somehow in our email address list. She probably has been in the gym. She flipped out. She went into a Facebook group. She gathered up all the fucking trolls. She's got this letter to the mayor. She's seen me on an email to, to the mayor and city council. And, um, it's all good. It's, you know, you know, that stuff's going to happen when you go into it. So I wasn't shocked or surprised, just kind of entertained by it. But anyway, we, um, you know, there's certain, there's certain, we have fail safes here. No, I'm not going to get into all the details, but I've, you know, I've conferred with, uh, you know, my colleagues over at Metabolic and other studios in town and North Carolina was lucky enough to have the attorney general create a, a, a very nice loophole for us in the system. So we're, we're, we're going to exercise that loophole and we're going to open back up and we're going to get back to business. We are going above and beyond, you know, the guidelines that were, that will probably be enforced when they do allow gyms to open back up. And from everything I know, I'm not a, I have no real concerns about, you know, Charlotte Mecklenburg CMPD shutting us down. I've, you know, from the people I talk to and, uh, the people, you know, this is why this guy, guys, why you network. So the people, you know, in your city, the people that you've been connected to can inform you and help you make good business decisions as a small business owner. And, uh, that's exactly what I've done. So we are opening that back up. I will let you guys know how that goes as time, you know, as a, as it goes down, who knows, maybe it'll go horrible and you'll see me on the fucking news. I don't know, but well, you won't see me. I'll fucking send Isaac out there deuce, but <laughs> it'll, uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes, but I, I am excited to get the, you know, get, uh, things slowly ticking back to normal. I'm excited to have my, my building energized again and, and people going through it. And I'm excited to see our members. And, um, I'm excited to put 2020, you know, not in, in, in the rear view mirror, but, that's the big thing with 2020 and everything. I mean, I'm talking even, even the black lives matter things. Like it's so interesting how that's going to change so much of what we do as a business and how we really think about the community of Charlotte. And for us specifically, it's more on the lines of what we can do to actually help. And I really do want us to play a bigger role in helping promote locally, locally owned black businesses, people we can collab with. Cause that, that's something we can do. I'm a, I, I'm sure there's ways somebody could educate me on the ways that I could help on the social injustice, racism, police, whole thing. I, but I'll be honest with you, like anybody else, I, you got to create kind of a mission statement and what you want to do. And, and we want to help promote and support um, our brothers and sisters in small business uh, in Charlotte. And we specifically want to make sure that we make efforts to do that of the, the African-American-owned community. And I mean, every other minority as well, it really kind of opened our eyes there, the, where we do our B2B work, who we have on the podcast, what, you know, where we buy our stuff, supplies for the gym and things like that. We try to support local as much as possible. So I am excited for, for that influence. And in 2020, I am looking forward to getting through it. It's fucked with you know me just like it has everybody else in this country to the to the desire that um, I just want this nightmare to be fucking over. But I want us to learn from this. I want us to all walk away from 2020 with at least three or four nugs. Like some of you guys are going to walk away from 2020 and you're going to be like, uh, you know, 2020 sucked dick. It sucked a lot of dick. It was just fucking. It was a shit show. But. I did learn how to shoot video and edit at a basic level, and that was pretty cool. Like I probably would have kept putting that off. I really learned how like how much communication and quality control touch points I need to have with people. You know, you probably learned a lot about the financials. I don't know about you guys. I went back and reread John Briggs's book, Profit First from Microgyms, probably two and a half times during this because I've created started creating a lot more content from Microgym University, which I'm excited about uploading. And a lot of it is surrounding the the profit first and how I believe gyms who did do what I what they call and John the small plates model uh, with your checking accounts and your bank accounts 
man, I, I really think those gyms are going to do well with a small plates model if from a cash flow perspective those everyone that just has the one big fat checking account that everything gets dumped into and you kind of live and die off that i i think you're definitely probably saw the lack of understanding of how long your finances would last you and and other things like that so i cannot recommend if you've not read profit first by uh from micro gyms by john briggs the owner of insight tax i cannot recommend that enough um yeah, but uh, you know, you maybe you learn more about your finances. Maybe you also had a lot of time to sit down and really focus on the brand or change your aesthetic. So many of you guys, no offense, just had this nasty ass 2008 boring fucking bum gym that just no, it just it wasn't aesthetically pleasing in a 2020 world where you have to compete with boutique fitness. Bottom line. So maybe hopefully maybe you you upgraded some shit, you cleaned some stuff, you gave new paint jobs, you thought about maybe being aesthetics forward with your you know your presentation of your facility, and and I really hope there was a lot of opportunity for you guys to do that. Fuck urban movement, we probably dropped ten, we probably dropped like 15, 16 grand, maybe yeah, uh, and maybe maybe it's higher than that on brand new equipment. We got all new ergs and, you know, for our fucking erg, uh, the erg wall that we use, our 12 erg model at Urban Movement. And so maybe some of you guys who did your cash right were able to to buy some new stuff and have, you know, create an excitement for members to come back to. I don't know. There's a lot of lessons people are going to learn. I really hope you guys don't just look at this as, fuck it, 2020, my rear view mirror. I want to just keep going. You know, you there was no, besides your business, even if you went out of business, that's still not a loss. That's just a learn. You can always start a new one. There's no, there's all learns to be had here. Live and learn. Like, what are you going to take from 2020 that's going to make you 10 times better in 21, 22, so on and so forth? Because the business lessons you learn now were things that probably would not, you wouldn't have learned had this not had happened. Some of you guys with the brand stuff, with the CrossFit D affiliation and the money stuff, and even like the basic hygiene stuff. I have so many gyms that are like, they're really honest with me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought we cleaned decent. But we didn't. We ran the bulldog scrubber one time a week over the floors. One time a week, you sick, nasty piece of shit. But I appreciate you being honest with me. Yeah, we only ran it one time a week. But we like we ran, we always ran out of wipes. We didn't have a lot of them, and we told people that we'd clean afterwards. But we never really did a great job of it. Like, ugh, fuck, you're gross. But I'm glad you're having this come to Jesus moment. Like, there's a lot of that I think happening amongst the warehouse style gyms where grunge was, you know, created brand equity. So. Anyway, that's just kind of my wrap-up. I do apologize. I wanted to make this a little bit longer of a one. Um, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. I will be getting back onto the regularly scheduled podcast. Got a few more dropping this week on a typical three-a-week type schedule, if not more. Guys, I hope you're staying safe, staying sanitized. If you're opening up, rock and roll, get back to work. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you're still on that brandy, not sure how or what to do, shoot me a DM. Let me know. I'd love to jam with you. Have a great fucking day.